Hello, everyone, and welcome to One for All, a weekly podcast where one married couple rewatches and reviews the anime My Hero Academia. I am your host, Tanner Mazervier. And I'm your host, Nancy O'Toole Mazervier. Today we will be discussing episode number one, as you might imagine, which is Izuku Midoriya Origin, which first aired April 3rd, 2016. Before we just jump right into this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about ourselves so you can get to know us a little bit. Uh, And then we're going to talk to you about the rules of this podcast. And yes, the podcast has rules. I am going to turn it over to my lovely co-host to introduce herself first because she's fabulous. Oh, now the pressure's on. I must admit, I wasn't expecting you to bring quite that level of energy to the intro. You caught me off guard a little bit there. This is an entertainment product. Energy is required. Oh boy. You do realize that we're going to be recording this at night, right? Why do you think I had coffee before we started? That would have been a good idea. Again, my name is Nancy. I'm a librarian, but I'm also the author of the Red and Black series. Your turn. My turn. You can't see it, but Nancy's really shy and... (laughs) She's over here blushing. Uh, I am Tanner Mazervier. I work in credit card processing and that's super boring. So uh, let's talk about the cool things first. Let's see. I own and operate two small businesses outside of my day job. One of which is a RPG art studio producing maps, tokens, and other fantasy and sci-fi inspired art for virtual tabletops like Roll20 or Astral VTT. I also am a co-owner of Challenge Accepted Media, which produces podcasts like Blastburn Radio, uh, Blastburn Radio Adventures, Showdown Spotlight. But the thing you really need to know is that we're both like superhero enthusiasts. Like I grew up with comic books. Uh, My first comic book was Spider-Man when Ben Riley was Spider-Man. So a little bit of a, a deep cut for those of you there who read comics in the 90s my wife writes superhero fiction Mm -hmm. uh so this seemed like the perfect project for us to just jump in and talk about because we both really enjoy the show so there are some rules of engagement which we mentioned earlier because we want you uh, as the listener to know what to expect from episode to episode so we're just going to go through the the couple rules the four rules of engagement as they were and how they pertain to this show all right first off spoilers as of this recording the both of us have watched every episode that has aired of My Hero Academia. This is a rewatch podcast. But we understand that you, our listener, you may not be that far along. Therefore, while you can expect full spoilers for the episode that we are discussing, we won't discuss specifics for anything beyond that point. We might mention, oh, this scene is really interesting when you consider what happens later, but we won't tell you what happens later. Now, additionally, we haven't read the manga. That's right. We haven't read it. We It's not that we don't want to. We just want to experience uh, this show and this story in its purest animated form. So please, if you're interacting with us on Twitter or social media, don't spoil things for us. We're trying not to spoil things for you. We would really, really appreciate it. All right. Number three, we are adults and sometimes we will use adult language. That's just how we talk. So if you're sensitive to four letter words, if you want your content to be pretty PG, then this may not be the show for you. Yeah. So occasionally we're just going to say fuck. There you go. Also, we watch this show sub. If you watch it dubbed, all the power to you. That's super cool. Trust us, when we decided to do this podcast, we were a little worried about taking notes while watching a uh, subbed show. We'll see how bad we regret that a couple episodes in. (laughs) 
But that's the thing. So if we're referencing voice acting or the way that characters are addressed in the show, just keep in mind, we're not listening to the English language track. Please give us a little bit of leeway. We know that you won't because you're the internet. But please, for your hosts, we, we love you. Please. Now, we are going to be talking about episode one today, which is, no surprise, I suppose, start at the beginning. It'd be real weird if we did this backwards, Mm -hmm. watch it from the end all the way to the first episode. Do you remember anything about this episode before we go watch it? Uh, yeah. Full disclosure, this isn't the second time I've watched this episode. I've watched it a couple times. But I distinctly remember the first time I watched it actually being a little underwhelmed. I liked it more the second time, but it's definitely a pilot, which comes with a lot of responsibilities. Like a pilot episode, you have to establish the world, you have to establish a lot of important characters, and that's a lot for a 20-minute episode of an anime. No, it absolutely is. I was wondering if you were going to bring up the fact that you were a little underwhelmed because just so you, dear viewer, listener, uh, can understand, I found this anime first, watched the whole thing, was super pumped about it, and then slowly poked my wife in the shoulder until she agreed to watch it a second time with me. And when she watched the first episode, I could tell she was really lukewarm on the first episode, but she was like, I'll give it one more. And then she was hooked. So it'll be interesting to see what our thoughts are uh, after the ep is done and with that i think we should probably jump right in we're gonna go ahead we're gonna cut this little recording we're gonna go watch the episode and then we're gonna come back here and talk about our thoughts so see you in a few Okay, and we're back. We just watched that episode, and it was a, a real good time. Let's talk a little bit about the episode on the play-by-play, I guess. To establish first, this episode had a lot to do, right? It's a pilot. A pilot always has a lot of work to establish the world and the setting, and I think especially in any type of superhero genre, there there's so much to explain. How do people have powers? How many people have powers? How does society view those things? And I think the episode largely does a good job in like 22 minutes of laying like a really stable groundwork uh, for that. Uh, And we'll talk a little bit more about that as we get through the episode. But I wanted to point out that don't judge this episode too harshly. It has a lot to do and it spends most of its episode doing just that. Unfortunately, at the cost of plot, we start off the episode with child protagonist Deku Izuku Midoriya, who is facing off against a yet unnamed bully and uh, his two or three little friend group and largely getting his butt whooped. Oh, yeah. And I think it's actually rather telling that the episode begins with this scene and not just like an info dump of the world building. I forgot that it began this way, actually. So instead of getting a ton of information about why do people have powers, as you mentioned, we get this very human moment of a little boy being bullied. And we learn that, you know, it's because he doesn't have what's known as a quirk, meaning he doesn't have any powers, which I think is a pretty effective opening, all things considered. Yeah, it does a really good job of establishing our our main hero as a hero, right? Mm -hmm. He's standing up for somebody less than him when he himself is not great Mm -hmm. uh, to begin with. And we actually, we start our episode there, we start our scene there, and then we go, we rush right into our protagonist a little more grown up, you know, in a 
middle school, high school, almost high school uh, type age, running through the city, very enthusiastic. Like this is one of the key highlights of Deku as a character is his enthusiasm for just about everything. Like he's running through the city, like kind of hop stepping as he goes. And we don't know where he's headed initially, but we find out fairly quickly. He's running to the site of a crime where a villain is facing off against some local heroes. Yeah, and one thing I enjoy about this scene is it pretty quickly establishes him as a bit of a fanatic. Like, he rushes in, he's like, oh, what's going on? And But he, he pretty much knows. He knows who the local heroes are. So yeah, he, he knows who all these local players are. But before we get to meet any of them, even though we don't see them for long, honestly, we jump right into the kick-ass opening, which is uh, The Day, uh, which is high energy, gets you pumped for the episode. Like, just as an aside for anime, I find that anime's opening is really important. It, it really sets the tone for what the show is like. And, and low-key spoilers, all the openings are great for the show. Starting with this one. We come back out of the opening and back into this scene, actually, where this villain attack is happening. There is a person who... Uh, has a quirk obviously is it not a super villain just a regular petty petty thug who stole a purse and it's on this scene as we kind of get our first images of heroes in this world that we get an explainer on what quirks are and how they work we do end up getting a little background information on the quirks we know that they've been around for quite some time now we don't get a real solid uh, time frame. Although later on in the episode, I do notice that Deku's mother mentions that her family has had quirks for four generations. So it's this is quite a while. But we establish that superpowers began emerging starting in China. And over the years, more and more people have gotten powers. We don't really know why, but we've reached the point where 80% of the world's population has superpowers. Which is a shit ton of people when you think about it and how many people there are in the world. And I mean, we'll, I think we'll talk a little bit about that later in the series. Like mm -hmm. they talk about the Olympics uh, and some like just general like world building information in the background that really merits some more explanation, yeah. but we're not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but needless to say, 80% is a lot of people. And this is really the point where I knew that I was gonna love this show because the first hero they introduce in this scene where the villain is being fought is called Death Arms. Yes. <laughs> the punching hero, which is the most ridiculous name, I think, for for a hero off the bat. And he kind of like looks like he's wearing what the these hazard warning things that you would see in construction, like on his arms and on his head, which is great. We're also introduced to two other heroes, like local heroes. Um, one of which is Kamui Woods, who we will see again mm -hmm. later on in the series, as well as Mount Lady. Who she steals the show. <laughs> literally steals the show. And her, her, her powers are being giant. And she literally just jumps into the middle of the fray and actually makes a kind of, she says ass, like, uh, mm -hmm. during this, this, uh, entry point where she defeats the villain like kicks him off a bridge mm -hmm. and all the people are taking pictures of her like would actually happen in today's uh, iphone smartphone centered society 
Well, except for Deku, because he's taking notes. Oh, yes. This is where we see Deku's penchant for writing everything down in his many, like, academic notebooks. Hero notes for future. Just all of his musings about various powers and how they work. And we'll talk more about these in the future, too, because Mm -hmm. they are kind of a recurring thing through at least season one. And I think part of season two. I think one of the funniest things about this scene as it wraps up is... Mr. Woods, as it were, is fighting with this guy before Mount Lady's entrance. And he says something like illegal use of powers during rush hour. And I was like, is there a special classification of crime for for doing daring misdeeds during high traffic periods of time? Because it's just more disruptive to society as a whole. Yeah, it's more of a misdemeanor if you do it like on the nine to five. But when the streets are crowded, you need to be more respectful. Yeah, I just thought it was an interesting, interesting turn of phrase. Uh, but anyways, as mentioned, we do see the notebooks. He's going ahead and writing everything in there. There's actually another bystander who's like, oh, you're writing everything down. That's so great. You must want to be a hero. And we get to see our protagonist's face light up at this this thought and you can tell like he's really jazzed about it after the scene is over we find out that our protagonist deku uh izuku whatever you want to call him uh, is headed to school because he is a student and we get to meet his super powered classroom we don't meet a lot of the faces in there but they're coming to the end of their term getting ready to go to high school and their teacher's like i bet all of you want to be heroes i bet that's Super exciting, and they're all pretty jazzed. Are you sure it's the end of the term? The cherry blossoms are in bloom. I thought that tends to happen actually when school begins. Well, I don't know, because, I mean, we don't want to talk spoilies, but they go almost right into this Mm -hmm. after a summer break um, when he's headed to UA. Like, there's no additional school term in between now and and later. I don't know. Maybe we'll experience it when we get to rewatch But yes, we do end up getting acquainted to his middle school class. But the only other student that we actually get to learn about by name is Bakugo, which you may recognize from the beginning scene as the bully. Yeah, they they do a good job of framing him. He's almost villainous in the way that they like animate this scene. Like he's very threatening. He's very full of himself. I know that there are lots of people who like Bakugo out there. I'm not really one of them. He's kind of an a-hole, especially early. He's not a very sympathetic character early in this series. No, this scene is actually kind of hard to watch because we see him like physically bully Deku and mock him and the way that you know our hero Deku like cringes away from it is actually kind of painful to watch this was very much a enter bad boy stage right uh Mm -hmm. kind of a scenario and you feel really bad because here is a kid who is like excellent like amazing talented very full of himself and he's really bullying the weakest person in the class Mm -hmm. like this Deku as a character at this point is very timid, like yes. very, very timid. And he is no threat to this person at all, like absolutely zero. And they make it very clear through the way the scene plays out that this fact that the power level between them is disproportionately more so than probably anybody else in Bakugo's favor. And the reason why Bakugo is so pissed off is Deku wants to go to UA, which is like the premier like institute for hero studies. And Bakugo 
got into the entrance exam. Like he passed all the necessary stuff to get there and he wants to be the only person from this middle school who gets to go. He wants to be excellent and be seen as excellent because his ego needs it. Oh, definitely. And you can tell by the way he talks about this school that this is the school for elites. Like he even dismisses his own middle school here as being mediocre. So you could tell that being seen as an elite is very important to him. Yeah, and it's 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 really sad. The the scene actually transitions out of here like the mid-class scene and we see a little more of the city. We see a villain running through the streets who seems to be made of slime. Mm -hmm. uh, slime monster. Slime monster. You see money fly by, so presumably he robbed somebody and mm -hmm. they're like, oh, there's no heroes around, how sad. But in the background of this scene is an individual who a is very- A lone figure. A lone figure. A scrawny man, or is he? <laughs> yeah, because he muscles up. Yeah. Like, he muscles up and he steps out and is like, basically, or is there, like a hero's around, I'm gonna go take care of this. And we actually zip back after this, back to Deku at school, class is over. He's getting ready to leave for the day. He's feeling very demoralized, just very broken down. And he's packing his notebooks away. And Bakugo shows up, takes his beloved notebooks, laughs at him basically, and burns it up because Bakugo's powers, like we don't get a good explainer at this point in the series, but he makes explosions from his hands. Like mm -hmm. we can see yeah. that visually. And he uses it to torch this notebook and toss it out a window. Mm -hmm. Of course, uh, makes Deku really sad. And he taunts him about having no quirk. And is like, I the best thing that you could hope for in the next life is that you're born with a quirk. And Deku gets real upset. You can tell he's real mad and that hurt him real bad. Yeah, he basically told him, go kill yourself. Yeah, it's pretty extreme for a pilot episode of what is ostensibly like a kid slash teen yeah. show. And... You end up with a situation where you can tell that Deku wants to tell him off, but knows that he that will only result in him getting the shit kicked out of him. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't. He just stuffs it and he walks away. Uh, he leaves school and he collects his beatered and broken notebook and, and puts it away. And we get a little bit of history on Deku as a child. Um, now that we've established he's got no quirk, like his life is kind of sad. We see him as very young Deku waiting for his quirk to manifest. Four years old, so he, he's super tiny. And it actually, we see, it begins with him watching this video. That the you, video. The video. And you can tell by the way that he speaks with his mother, like he's watched it a million times before. And it's of All Might saving, what do they say, over a hundred people? Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's already saved over a hundred people. Yeah. And we get his big line here, which we actually got right when he muscled up. Because I am here. So just the idea that, of course, he's going to save the day. He's here. So everything's okay. The, it's a very, as we're going to learn, All Might thing to do. Uh, All Might, as a comparison, if you've never watched this show before and you're joining us for the first time, is almost like the superhero equivalent in this world. He's like, like Superman. This, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're like Superman. The the symbol of, of peace. You know, the, the great hero. The most powerful hero that everybody cheers for. Who the hell did I say? You said the superhero. <laughs> the superhero. Good lord. It's like... I mean, Superman's kind of the superhero. He's usually one of the first people you think about when you think about superheroes. His color scheme's even similar. Well, yeah, because his color scheme is like very American. 
as are his as is his move sets, as we'll learn later. <laughs> uh, which is which is really interesting. But yeah, he's he's like the Superman of this world. He's idolized the world over, and nobody idolizes him more than young Izuku Midoriya. And he wants so badly to grow up and be like his hero, like this person who saves someone with a smile. And we end up seeing uh, him, unfortunately, in a doctor's office where the doctor's like, you're never going to have a superpower. Like, you haven't manifested one. And then they go to some weird pseudoscience where they're like, we've been studying this for a while. And if you don't have a joint in your pinky toe, like, you don't have superpowers. Like, how fucking weird is that? And also, wouldn't they check for that shit when you were born? Like, if that was the case? I admit we do not know too much about babies. Not you know, having any of them. But you would think that they would at least, you know, check in before they're four. Um, so the kid wouldn't be disappointed. Because, you know, as we were at the beginning of the episode, yes, 80% of the population has quirks. But that means one in five do not have quirks. That's a lot of kids that don't have quirks. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, the doctor tells him to give it up. And poor Deku is devastated like the next scene is him watching that video again and bawling his eyes out and asking his mom if he can be a hero like all might and her like holding him and crying with him and saying i'm sorry how devastating is that yeah. especially since like at least at this point it seems like she's a single mother like mm -hmm. she mentions to the doctor that her husband had a quirk but we don't know what happened to him mm -hmm. like he's not present we don't know if he died, if they're divorced. Like, we have no clue. But the fact of the matter is she's raising Deku alone. And his dreams have been shattered at a really young age. And we zoom back to the present with Deku basically being like, I resolved to be one anyway. Like, and being like laughing like All Might does as he marches off into uh, the city to presumably head home. And this is where trouble strikes slime monster slime monster uh the slime monster attacks him he knows that there's some heroes in town looking for him and he needs to hide himself in deku by smothering his lungs and using him as a body puppet again real dark yeah this uh, is a pretty terrifying scene especially because you know the way that is it looks like he's being smothered yeah he's being smothered and we see deku try to free himself by clawing this thing away from him but the slime monster is made of fluid mm -hmm. like he can't move him because he he's like viscous like mm -hmm. he just slides right through him and he's convinced in this moment that he is going to die mm -hmm. uh, he is going to expire and it's not going to be be great you see his notebook on the ground and who should arrive the very last moment all might i am here i am here all might shows up to save the day and he uses air pressure to blast this fluid slime monster away with his patented texas smash <laughs> uh which is real weird when i watched this series for the first time i thought he was american i also thought he was american because i'm like oh like he wears American colors, all of his moves are named after, like, places in America. Clearly, he must be, you he's know, a Japanese-American. He's very, always very blonde, too. But no, he just studied in America. <laughs> so, uh, as you might imagine, All Might saves the day, uh, and he waits for Deku to come 
come to because he's passed out from lack of oxygen. Uh, and Deku is fine. And this is where we really get to meet All Might for the first time. Mm-hmm. He is extremely exuberant, dorky, and funny. I love him so much. (laughs) He's so funny to watch. And Deku is starstruck. Mm -hmm. Like, this is his hero. Like, the Mm -hmm. man that he idolizes. He is completely blown away in the way that you would expect a teenager who meets his idol to be blown away. Mm -hmm. Uh, He actually goes to see if he can get an autograph from All Might. He's already signed his notebook. Oh, this is old hat. He's like, oh, clearly this young child's going to want my autograph. I'll take care of it now. (laughs) And I I really love that you get to see All Might's sense of humor here too because he has trapped the villain in like soda bottles (laughs) for delivery to the police. And like most heroes, he's, he's come, he's done a job. He has saved a citizen. Uh, And he is determined to be on his way and turn the villain into the police. And he goes to jump off only to find out that Deku, who who wants to ask him a very important question, has grabbed his legs and is holding on to him like a fanboy who cannot be restrained. They're flying through the air with Deku's face like Mm -hmm. flapping. And what All Might says is really great where he's like... Your level of fanaticism makes me uncomfortable, uh, which is how I I bet celebrities feel like a a lot of the time. And Deku's like, well, I can't let go right now because I'll fall to my death. Mm -hmm. Uh, So All Might's like, all right, I'll put you down on this roof and then you got to go. You can tell he's kind of miffed. Like yeah. by this, we we do see mid flight, like he's bleeding. We don't yeah. really know why. He coughs up blood, which is a subtle moment, but very important. Yeah, and he says shit, shit, <laughs> <laughs> which which was great. Uh, but when they land, he's like, "Okay, kid, like I I have to go." And Deku in that moment has this this moment of doubt. He remembers all the people in his life so far that tell him he's small and little mm-hmm. and can't do anything, and that he should give it up but instead of giving into that instinct he asks all might if he can be a hero even though he doesn't have a quirk and the way this scene is framed i think is really effective like with all might standing on one side of the building and deku standing on the other as uh deku has his eyes closed like he's really like hoping that his hero will like talk to him and tell him that it's going to be okay mm-hmm. but we don't get All Might's answer in this episode, he looks back at the young starstruck child and the episode ends. Which kind of surprises me because there's a reveal that happens soon after this. And I was convinced that it happened in this episode, but I guess I must have misremembered it. It it did not. No. Uh, it, it ended on this, can I be a hero moment, which is probably honestly why it feels so lackluster, mm-hmm. honestly. Uh, but that that's how we got there. That's the end of the episode. What did you think about this episode overall on the rewatch? I think I enjoy it more every time that I watch it, to be perfectly honest. As I mentioned in the beginning, the first time I watched it, I felt it was a little lackluster. There's a lot of establishing the world world and establishing the characters um so not too much happens as far as you know the plot moving forward but i think they do a really good job of establishing deku as an underdog hero like someone that you could really care about and root for yeah absolutely like a couple things that this episode does really well does a really good job of setting the foundation for the world we talked about that a little earlier Mm -hmm. it doesn't go super in depth but it gives you enough of the skeleton so that you understand the Mm -hmm. framework in which these characters exist the second thing it does really well is establish our hero and the type of person that he is Mm -hmm. like you get that very clearly in 20 
three minutes or whatever mm-hmm. it is. You get to the end and you know that Deku doesn't like bullies, that he will stand up for what he believes in, but he's also a very timid person. Mm-hmm. Like, despite being a timid person, he stands up for what he believes and he's going to chase his dreams no matter what. And I really think that this is really effective because heroism and courage as a concept is about doing something despite being afraid. Like it's not acting without fear. It's acting despite fear. And we get that very clearly in this first episode. We should also probably talk a little bit and more in the next episode about hero worship. Yes. Like about the fact that Deku idolizes All Might, you know, this character as as we will learn much of the world does, but he's never met him. Like what he understands about this person is completely based off of like media appearances and news stories and stuff like that. And the man, the myth, the legend kind of he does to a certain extent live up to the hype, mm-hmm. but to a certain extent he doesn't. Like in this episode, he's, yeah, he's exuberant and goofy and all the things we love about All Might, but he's also very dismissive. Yeah, I mean, obviously, as we'll see with that reveal next episode, is there's a reason why he wants to get out of the way pretty quickly. But it is interesting, they say never meet your heroes because you'll kind of always be disappointed. And Deku even does mention when he's like, oh, he looks different because when he first sees him, he's not wearing his costume i have no idea where i'm going with this he's not wearing he's, <laughs> he's not wearing his co- costume he's he's in his civvies yes. as it were he's yeah. out around town doing groceries and i think all my actually even mentions like i got carried away shopping in a new town because mm-hmm. uh, he's a regular person which is really nice but we'll talk a little more about the hero worship thing next episode when we get to meet All Might a little more. Yes. Uh, but I wanted to mention it because I think it is really important, not just for this episode, but for the whole series. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of how our main characters, not just Deku, but Bakugo, yes. like, see All Might and how it it will impact their behavior and how they grow into their various roles in the series. Uh, But that was episode one. Uh, We're going to wrap this up. We're going to talk to you a little bit about where you can find us on the internet and the things that we do. And then we're going to leave you till next time, which should be next week. And we'll talk about episode two. Now, you heard all about us earlier, but we want to hear from you, too. If you want to chat with us or interact or discuss the show, you can do so on Twitter at One For All Podcast. You can, incidentally, find us there as well. I'm at Engine, And I'm at Watch Nancy Tweet. Additionally, if you love the show, we'd love for you to leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find the show and is one of the easiest things you can do to support us. Don't forget to check out Red and Black in Black and Blue by Nancy O'Toole Meservier, available now on Amazon if you're looking for some great hero fiction. I know Nancy touched on this earlier in the episode a little bit, but this is her superhero genre series, and it's really good. We'd love for you to pick it up and check it out. We want to thank you guys for listening, too. We love you guys. Thank you very much for checking out episode one of the show. We want to thank Richard DaCosta for our opening and ending credits. And, of course, I'd like to give a very special thank you to my wife and co-host, Nancy. We'll see you guys next time as we dive into episode two, What It Takes to Be a Hero. See you then. See you then.